I'm going to do something a little bit different today. So just going to go with it, okay? And as I'm reading, although everything is biblically correct, I've taken what's called poetic license to enhance the telling of the Easter story. So I'm not going to give you references as we go along, but if you want references at the end, then I can tell you where it's come from. So today we are going to hear from three witnesses, from three people that knew and walked with Jesus. Witness number one. I'm a friend of Jesus. I knew him as a boy. His mother knew mine, and we grew up in Nazareth together. We played, along each, each, we played alongside each other. We learned our scriptures, and we splashed in the River Jordan on many days. I was with the crowd as we returned from Jerusalem that day, when Mary and Joseph couldn't find him. They were frantic and asking everybody, Have you seen him? Is he with you? No, he wasn't with us. They travelled all the way back to Jerusalem. It took them three days to find him. Can you believe it? He was in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, asking them questions. Joseph told my father that everybody who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. I didn't know then what I know now. I would never have foreseen his terrible death and the pain. I'm sure he was innocent of no crime. Yet he was beaten and he was whipped and he was humiliated and nailed to a cross. It was painful to see, to watch his mother cry so much, but I had to know, I had to watch. I've been with him for many years now. He's my friend. Did I tell you I knew him from when, when I was a boy? Now I watched him that day as he was baptised in the River Jordan. We've never seen anything like it. We saw the Spirit of God as descending as a dove and settling on him, and his voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Could my friend really be the son of God? Was this possible? So I've watched him as he brought sight to the blind. I watched him as he's healed the sick. I looked on as he healed the lepers, not afraid that he would catch leprosy but touching the untouchables when others would not. I've even seen him raise the dead. Did you hear about Lazarus? Were you there? Lazarus, come out. That's all he said. No long words, no big show, just words with authority, power and love. Lazarus, come out. Well, two days ago he died. We thought he was the one. We thought he'd come to save us, but he died. Now what will we do? We're in hiding. We're afraid and lost. But we're also waiting. He told us that he'd rise again in three days. One more day to wait. Could it be true? It has to be. While we wait, although afraid, we will pray. It's Sabbath now, and we can't travel anywhere, travel anywhere anyway. The women are preparing the spices to anoint his body tomorrow. The Romans are so afraid that we'll steal the body, that they've put a seal on the stone and the guards at the entrance of the tomb so that it can't be opened. What will we do now? I followed him for so long. 
Jesus, my friend from young, my friend who I still love. I don't understand what's happened. But Jesus said it will be okay. He said three days. He will rise again. So I'll wait and I'll pray, even though I don't understand. I'm Mary Magdalene. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm Mary Magdalene. I've sinned greatly and been forgiven by my Lord. I've followed him alongside his disciples and many other women. We've supported his ministry as well as we could, and we've been blessed. I went, went to him first when he was reclining at the Pharisee's house. I've taken my precious alabaster jar of perfume to anoint his feet. He knew my sins. I didn't have to speak them out. He knew the demons inside of me, yet he didn't turn me away. He welcomed me and did not stop me from doing what I needed to do, coming closer to him. He told me my sins are forgiven because I loved so much. Where would I be now, I wonder, if I hadn't gone to my Lord? And now he's died. As our friend has already told you, I was there as they nailed him to the cross. That was painful to watch. We cried so much, Mary's mother, the women and me. I can still hear the noise as the hammer hit the nails into his hands and his feet. It doesn't go in easily, you know. It takes more than one blow. It's too hard to watch, but we couldn't leave him. We stayed there, sitting close as we could. Then at noon, everything turned black. It lasted until three in the afternoon, when Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some people mocked him. Some people tried to help, offering up a sponge of wine vinegar. We just cried and cared for his mother and waited for his death, for the release of pain. Then it happened. It is finished, he said, bowing his head and giving up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split. His work on earth was done. So I'm here now with the other women preparing the spices to anoint his body. But I also wait another day, day three, to see him rise again. I've slept a little now and the sun has risen, so I can rise and go to the tomb. Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, are with me. How will we remove that heavy stone? How will we get, but when we get close to the tomb, we see the stone is no longer there. It's been rolled away. There's no guards around that I can see. Worried what has happened to him, we enter the tomb. It is empty. Jesus is not there. And suddenly two men in clothes, like gleaming like lightning, stand beside us. We bow our heads and face the ground. And the men say, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you when he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day rise again? Then we remembered his words. We went to find the rest of the followers as fast as we could to tell them the good news. It was true. Jesus had risen. He was alive some of the disciples ran straight away to the tomb to see. I followed excitedly afterwards. 
But by the time I reached the tomb again, no one was there. There was no one around at all. I began to cry. I didn't know what to do. And then I looked into the empty tomb. I saw two angels in white. One at the head and one at the foot where Jesus' body had laid. Woman, why are you crying, they said. I told them in tears. They've taken my Lord away and I don't know where he is. Where have they put him? And as I started to turn, I saw someone that I was assumed was a gardener. Woman, why are you crying, he said. Who are you looking for? Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him. I will get him. And then I couldn't believe my ears. I heard him say my name, Mary. And my eyes were opened. It was Jesus. He was alive. He was standing right in front of me. I had seen him with my own eyes. I'm Peter. I've traveled with Jesus since the beginning of his ministry. I was a fisherman, and he used my boat to teach teach people from. When he'd finished, he did a wondrous thing. He asked me, put out into the deep water, let down the nets for a catch. We told him, we've worked hard all night, we haven't caught anything. But we did as he asked. He couldn't believe our eyes. We caught such a large number of fish. The nets were going to break. We had to signal the other boats, come and help, come and help. They filled up the boats. The boats nearly begun to sink. We were astonished. All I could do was fall on my knees and say, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. But instead of leaving, Jesus just said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish his for people. So we pulled up our boats on shore, left everything and followed him. He didn't worry about my past. He saw a good future for me. Now, I followed him to this day. It's three days now since he was crucified, and it's the early hours of the morning. I cannot sleep. I am so ashamed and so saddened. All I have seen him do, after declaring that he is the Son of God, and being called Peter the Rock by Jesus himself, I've denied that I know him three times. He told me I would, but I didn't want to believe it. And then the cock crowed, and it was true. I have denied that I knew him. Why had I done this? I loved him so much. Fear had overcome me. If he was still here, I would fall on my knees and I would say sorry, and I would be forgiven right now. But I'm waiting. He told us he'd rise again. It's the third day now. Will it be true? Will I see him again? I hope and pray so. Just as I'm praying, I hear Mary Magdalene calling. She says that the body of Jesus is gone. How can this be? I need to see that empty tomb. I run as fast as I can straight there. I look inside and I see the strips of linen lying by themselves. His body is no longer there. Had he really risen as he said he would? I know he has. Where is he now? Will I see him again? Two of the disciples have gone to Amaraeus. We're not expecting to see them for a few days. Yet early evening they return, full of joy, they're saying, It's true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. And then they told us what had happened on the way, 
and how they recognized Jesus as he broke the bread. Just as I'm trying to comprehend this, Jesus appears in the room to us all, right there in the room where we're standing. Peace be with you, he says. We're startled. We're frightened. Could this be his ghost? He asks us, why are you so troubled? Why do your doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me. See, a ghost does not have flesh and bones. And he even ate a piece of boiled fish. I've seen him again after this. Really is true. He really is, has risen. He has fulfilled the scriptures from the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. He told us, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Repentance, forgiveness, and sins will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. He said, we are witnesses to these things. And he said he's going to send to us what his father has promised. We're to stay in the city until we have been clothed from on high with power from on high. We didn't understand then what we understand, what we know now. We will do as he said, what he says. We will wait. But there's so many of us. We need to eat as well. So we will fish. At night we fish and nothing. All night we're fishing. Nothing. Not even the tiniest fish. And in the early hours of the morning, we see a man walking on the shore. Friends, aren't you any fish? He shouts. Throw your nets in on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll find some. We do as he says. We are unable to haul in the net. There are so many fish. It is Jesus. He is here again. I ready myself and I jump into the water. As I'd run to the tomb, I swim and I run to the shore. I am so excited to see him. I need to see him. By the time I get there, he's cooking fish. Can you believe it? The son of God is cooking fish for me. I who betrayed him. Still, he welcomes me. Still, he does not turn me away. So that is my witness of Jesus. There is more to tell, but that is not for today. As a friend of Jesus has told you, Jesus lived and walked upon this earth. He did many miracles and was a great friend, even to people that no one else wanted to know. And today, he still wants to be a friend to you. As Mary Magdalene spoke, Jesus is a forgiver of sins. No matter what our past, he will welcome you with open arms as you come before him. So today, he calls you to draw near to him. For your heart to let him in. He's waiting for you. And then myself, Peter. I'm a witness to his love for us all. I've not only seen his miracles. I have felt his forgiveness and I have seen him ascend to heaven. He was taken up before my very eyes. A cloud hid him from our sight and then he was gone. But one day he will return. He will come back in the same way that we saw him go to heaven. So I testify that Jesus is the Son of God. I say to you that he is alive today, a living God like no other. Will you ask him? 
into your heart today? Will you welcome him as he calls you home? And that is me. I'm Dorothy. I'm a friend to Jesus. And I say the same thing. Will you welcome him into your heart today when he calls you home? Because he's waiting for each and every one of you to come back to the place that you are loved. I'm going to pray for you all, whether you're online, whether you're here today. If you need to rededicate your life to Jesus, if you need to come to him for the very first time, he's still there, open arms. So, Father God, I thank you for your life. I thank you that you took the sins of the world on your shoulders as you went to that painful death. I thank you that you were not afraid to do it, that you did it for each and every one of us. Lord, we open our hearts to you and we surrender our lives to you and we welcome you again. Come into our hearts, Lord. Teach us more about you. Lead us into your, with your hope, into your glory and your presence and help us just to love you as your friends loved you. Amen.